Welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Teas. And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal. And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it, basically just oversharing about it. (laughs) So we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS, and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the PCOS Girls podcast. We're back (laughs) for a random episode. (laughs) Help ourselves. I'm Mel. I'm here with Bridge, and today we're going to do a big catch up on Bridget's pregnancy and learn all about where you're at and what the plans are. (laughs) And um, basically, we just, you know. Needed to talk to one another again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is obviously we're going to cover the birth and pregnancy. Well, I haven't had the baby yet. So not the birth, but the pregnancy. But, um, we're also just going to catch up with you, Mel. Like, I've got questions for you as well. Oh. <laughs> it's been a solid well, two weeks since like, we recorded. Ex- yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've even called you in between. <laughs> I know. I know. We just literally can't stop ourselves. So here we are. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, I just want to know so much about what's going on because we've been on this journey with you all year. So it feels Mm. weird to Mm. not be all up to date on where you're at now. But yes, I did just see that you're having a massive day. It sounds like you're super pregnant and your business life is still going (laughs) crazy as well. (laughs) I just saw that you've had issues and it just sounds like a day. All the things. Well, it's just like this is one of those things where it's one of those times where you can't like because I love being a business owner. I've got a couple of businesses. Like I love it. I thrive off being my own boss, I guess, you know, like running my own Mm -hmm. business. And, um, but then it's times like this when you're, you know, about to have a baby where you're kind of like, you know what would be great? Do you know what would be really amazing (laughs) is if I could take a day off. (laughs) Just a day, one day. (laughs) Oh, I so understand. I was going to ask you this a bit later on, but yeah, like what are your plans for after the baby comes? Like, have you Mm. put anything in place so that you can have a day? (laughs) Well, I mean, I was really lucky in that just before I had Flynn, I started to put things in motion so that I could really take a step back Mm -hmm. with, well, at the time I just had, I had one other business that was my big one. And so I, you know, employed a lot more staff and I really got everyone set up so that I could just sort of over the, like basically six months before I had him, I started to really reevaluate, like, how am I going to do this? Like I need, cause I was so, Mm -hmm. it was just basically me. And so I, you know, brought one of my best staff members up from Melbourne, relocated her to Sydney because I, I was obviously in Sydney at the time, sort of in the preparation that she could start to do more of the face-to-face things that I was doing and blah, blah, blah. So I really started to work on it way back then. And thankfully since then, the business has grown massively. And this business that I'm talking about at the moment is the, the modelling agency business. And mm-hmm. so we've been able to grow, but I've sort of been able to maintain my position, which has been to just mostly oversee everything that's coming coming through as opposed to like the day-to-day like 
replying back to emails and all that kind of stuff unless of course shit goes down and then there's yeah. no option but for me to fall in. and like I still have to approve everything and see everything and still speak to my staff a couple of times a day whether it's texts or emails or calls or whatever it is but I don't have to be the one that's you know necessarily at that you know doing all the emails and all that kind of stuff so look I feel pretty confident. We've also since then employed some more staff. So we're really set up and they are amazing and they know what's happening. And so basically what we've kind of tried to do is sort of do like one catch up at the end of the day, depending on how I'm going. And it'll be sort of like a call and we'll just debrief on what's going on during the day. And then the other things that I found was really useful when I had Flynn was I would answer a lot of emails just from my phone when I was breastfeeding. So I could kind of just oh, like yeah. quickly reply back. However, I don't know how I'm going to do that with breastfeeding and a toddler and all the things. So we will see. <laughs> Let's just wait and see. And oh, then in God. terms of pickles to wellness, that's been a bit tricky because I really am like the soul, <laughs> the soul person. I am the one replying back to emails. I'm the one doing all the totally. things. So this is yeah. where it's a little bit tricky. Jesse is having three and a half months off for leave. <gasps> mm. Oh, my God. I was just about to ask. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> I know. We are so oh, lucky. I'm so happy for you. We're so blessed. He's really lucky. He started a new job about a month ago and I was sort of like, no, That's you're not awesome. starting the new job because his current job, because he works in public service and the, the job he had at the time, he'd got enough um, because I'm technically still working, he could be classed mm-hmm. as um, like uh, the the leave, you know, the person taking the leave or whatever. So he was mm-hmm. going to get three months paid leave. Um, and I said to him, like, babe, you can't take, you can't leave this job. Like, this is too good to pass up. Like, I don't want you to. And so he went to the new job and just sort of said, like, look, this is what the situation I'm in. Sort of me mm-hmm. coming across now a month before we're sort of due to have a baby and I'm going to get three months leave doesn't really make sense. And they were like, no worries, we'll just match it. So no, great. Couldn't complain about that. I had nothing to stand on anymore. <laughs> so really lucky. That is so so, so nice. He and will it's probably just take be... over the emails. So if you get a random email from Jesse, <laughs> please know Perfect. he's learning. He's learning. Um, but yeah, the rest of the stuff is. I'm very lucky. Like I do have. I outsource a lot in terms of like I've got an amazing one of my. Actually, this is so cute. I've just employed one of the girls from my mother's group with Flynn to help me with oh. um, my social media for like the the business PCOS wellness page so she's doing all my reels for me and all that so that's really cool oh that's amazing I know and like we obviously totally get each other that we've got kids the same age and so we like we just work around each other and so that's really cool and then I've got a bunch of other people that help me obviously in the warehouse and all that kind of stuff so look it'll be okay it's going to be hectic but I'm fully prepared Mm -hmm. for it and I also think that I like having something else that keeps me keeps like the other side of my brain going if that makes sense 100 percent. yes mm. I totally understand that I'm I feel the same way and I just think too like with the second in my experience anyway I feel like like with the first mm. um I did so much like Matt is very hands-on and everything and he had time off as well yeah not in such a fortunate position he lost his job five weeks oh, before I, Koji was born that is wild <laughs> but but he was home and it was yeah, amazing and so like, helpful ended up being this real blessing, blessing. for us but yeah. um I found with the second like he, 
there's so much more that he could do. Yes. So I, I definitely, in terms of just child, like looking after the yeah. kids, like yeah. he does so much more than he did with Koji. And it's not because he wasn't doing much with Koji. It's just because, I don't know, it's just different. And the skill set is different yeah. and you're able to kind of share that load a bit more. I was sort of like, happy to do everything for Koji, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be the wait. difference with this one as well is that like I feel yeah. more relaxed as well. Like I don't feel like yeah. that I can't. I, I don't think I left Jesse for more than an hour for the first um, year. <laughs> that I, yeah, I totally feel that. <laughs> so <laughs> that I, so like I really it's, but this time I'm going to be like, no, like I, you know, I need to go and do this and I will be, um, obviously the baby will be predominantly with me because I'll be breastfeeding, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's sort of like. Yeah, I think I'll be a bit more relaxed about the whole situation too. And I think he will because he's done it now. That's what, what my theory exactly. is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's a really good theory. I didn't even see it coming. I didn't even think about it. Mm. And then really shortly after having Elma, I found like, you know, Matt had taken her to town for a few hours while I was doing something and I was like, wow, this never happened with Koji. Like we were not apart like yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, like you say, like the first year. So so crazy. <laughs> anyway, so how <laughs> far along are you? So I am, well, I'm 37 and six days, so I'm 38 weeks tomorrow. Oh my gosh. And how many, how far along were you when you gave birth to Flynn? 38 and something? Four. 38 and four days. 38 and four. So okay. I might have five days to go. Who knows? Um. <laughs> well, I remember last time we spoke, you were in this state of mind where you're like, I feel like the baby's coming at 38 weeks. Yeah. Do I've you changed. still feel that way? No, I've changed. I don't think okay. this baby is, I think, I don't have any signs that this baby is coming yep. anytime soon. Like, Everyone okay. keeps telling me all of my practitioners, you know, like Cairo and Maya and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. They're all saying to me the baby's still sitting really high. And okay. so for yep. me, that's quite interesting because Flynn was low for a really to- long time. So basically from like, yeah, I reckon from like 34 weeks, he was down pretty low mm-hmm. and felt I yep. felt like he was coming soon. So mm. I don't know, but the theory is that this is a girl thing as well. So. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> apparently with girls, they sit a lot higher for longer. So I don't know. Could be. Well, yeah, I'm trying to remember for myself. I know Koji sat low for a really long time. Mm. Like you say, it was the same. And Elma, yeah, you're right. She definitely wasn't as low as soon. Absolutely. How interesting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then I also wonder if that's just a, like a first baby versus second baby thing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who? It's all um, old wives' tale. Like nothing is actually proven. But I just found it really funny That's that right. everyone is saying to me that it's a girl thing, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <gasps> so what does your heart tell you, girl or boy? Um, I think girl and that's so weird for me to say because my whole life I thought I'd be a boy mum I was like I'm gonna have two boys and that's that's me like I can't imagine myself with a girl and it wasn't really until (laughs) about nearly two months ago I started to change and then about a month Mm -hmm. ago I had a dream I had a girl and I was like oh my gosh I've also had a lot of other really (laughs) fucked up dreams so like a weird pregnancy <laughs> dream so I wouldn't actually take any of that for granted but um but yeah I mean you've been in some of my dreams I've had some bizarro dreams since I've been pregnant so who oh knows God. but and the other the other thing I will say is that with Flynn mm-hmm. we only ever had mm-hmm. one name 
and it was Flynn and it was a boy name and we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl. Yes. We had no girl name. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of, and this one, I only have really one girl name and I'm like, I wonder oh, if this is a sign. <laughs> yeah. I, you're living on the edge, by the way. I Like saying that you only had the name Flynn and no girl's name, like that make, it makes me yeah. sweat. <laughs> It was it was concerning. I mean, like it was like I'm sure we would have had a name. Like we would have obviously named. <laughs> it would be like an unnamed child, but but it wasn't like we had a name that we were like, oh my gosh, we love this name, you know. Yes. Whereas Flynn, we were both that. like, it's Flynn. Like that. There's no other like name that we we want there. So sorry, I've got happened. I just put <laughs> so my burping away. Oh god. Oh. I feel for you. I remember that pain. So I'm not going to give away any of your secrets, but I just want the world to know that I actually <laughs> like sort of guessed your baby names. And you it's did. just I know. so crazy. I, I didn't know. guess them. Like I, I suggested know. them. I was like, oh, what about this for a boy and this for a girl? And yeah. you were like, oh, yeah. that's literally our names. <laughs> that's literally our names that we have. And and it's really wild. Like you, I actually said to Jesse, I'm like, Jesse, you're not going to believe this. Mel has literally just suggested to me the names that we have chosen. And like, I would say, I don't know if you agree with this. They're not like overly common names. Like we choose the, I've chosen no. them because they're not common names. Like they're not ones that yeah. you would think of, right? So right. yeah, Mel, I'm a little, I don't know uh, if you're just a bit creepy or what, but it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to take the creepy angle, but no. I was thinking more like the Magic. magical witch angle. Well, I, I actually, my first instinct was like, you're like a good witch, like a white witch, you know, those like really intuitive ones. So I don't doubt yeah, it. Like I actually psychic. don't doubt it. And you've actually sent me other names that have been on my list as well. So, but this was weird oh. because you had sent me a list a, a while, like a few weeks ago. You're like, you, yeah, I could totally mm-hmm. see you with all of these names, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then mm-hmm. you randomly sent me another message being like, also just randomly like, what about this name and this name? And I was like, oh, my God, that is so weird because they were both <laughs> the top contenders for our name. Oh I God. will say the boy name has changed since then. Okay. All right. I'm so yeah. excited. Can we, do you think we can get some kind of exclusive name hint on the okay. podcast? I will tell you what I'm telling my mum because I don't want my mum to okay. know because she's like super judgy. <laughs> so I've just been saying. Oh, yeah. That's a but good But she's call. desperate to know. So the only people who know at this point, can I just say, are you and my sister. So okay. that's pretty wild. <laughs> but so with the girl name. Well, hang on. First of all, let me give you this is Jesse's random criteria that he I don't know if I've told you this before, but this you is his it. criteria when we have like when we choose names. So they have okay. to be <laughs> cool enough that they're a surfer, <laughs> like a surfer's name. Okay. But okay. could stand up in a boardroom and be taken seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's it. his criteria. My criteria okay. is I like unique names that aren't like bizarre but unique enough that mm-hmm. not everyone's going to have the same name and yeah. I also like them to be short because Jesse's last mm-hmm. name is Krenchevich which is an absolute mouthful oh. to say I'm not even saying that correctly yeah. um and the kids will have <laughs> that, that last name and you should see Flynn he started saying I'm Flynn and he like can't say his last name but it's hilarious oh. <laughs> so anyway so short short names that aren't too much of a mouthful because obviously the mm-hmm. last name is tricky and I like them to yep. feel like earthy, beachy, organic-y kind of vibe. 
Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. And from what I know of the names that I foresaw <laughs> um, is that they totally fit all of those vibes. I'm like laughing like a little school girl. It's so funny. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I mean, I just, I just feel really like the name. It's just weird now because now I've got in my head that I'm having a girl and mm-hmm. I can't get out of that. And I think now if I have a boy, it's going to be a huge shock whereas asked me Mm. you know three months ago when I was adamant I was having a boy so it's honestly Mm. it's a I'm like I I don't even know what's happening anymore I've lost the plot oh it's gonna be great though as a big thank you for listening to our little podcast and for being a part of our very special PCOS girls community we've created a discount code that you guys can use for any of our products Head to PCOS2Wellness.com for Bridget's products or PCOSPathways.com for my products and enter in the code PCOSGIRLS15 for 15% off. That's PCOSGIRLS15. Love you guys. Okay, let's start with how are you feeling physically? I feel really good like I am loving I love this part of pregnancy I love I think because the first and second trimester for me being nauseous the whole time was Mm. really difficult Mm. and and I actually love being pregnant but when you have the nausea 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 on top and also you're not showing and we were also I was also like battling a lot of mental stuff in that like is this are we going to lose this baby you know that was really always just sort of there lingering whereas the third trimester I I just feel I feel beautiful I feel confident I feel like every I feel at ease with everything that's going on I don't feel as tired I've just I don't know I've just really embraced it and I also keep thinking to myself like what if this is the last time that I am pregnant and I just need to like really lap it up and enjoy it and yes I'm I've got tightness and niggles and I've got heartburn and I'm I am still tired but at the end of the day like I just it I'm really trying to embrace it for everything that it is and I'm loving it I really am loving it you you honestly sound so happy it's really nice Oh, I am. I am really happy. And like, obviously I have days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so over being pregnant. <laughs> Not yeah, so much days, sure. but like moments, you know, like when for this, mm. this morning I was trying to put my shoes on. Oh my gosh. And I was like, why is this so hard to put my shoes on? <laughs> I was just like, why? Why does it have to be so hard? And they were like Converse high tops. So they had like all the laces and I was like, I can't even, I can't even do this. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you need some Birkenstocks and then that's that. Well, I was doing Birkies <laughs> until today. It's bloody freezing. It was freezing today. Oh. I don't know what we've just – it's literally like 13 degrees or something. I don't know what is happening. It's actually anyway. cold here as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cold everywhere I've seen. So it's we're meant to be mm. – for anyone who's not Australian, we are meant to be going into summer. Like we should be like in a pretty warm part of the year, but we yes. are not. Like we are not – actually, let's check my temperature. It's 10 degrees. Oh like, my god. That's not okay. okay. I'm not experiencing <laughs> Okay. So I'm cold. I said I'm cold. It's literally 22 degrees in the house and 27 degrees outside. I need to shut up. Yeah, no. Absolutely no. I will not hear that. That is I've been just all weekend googling like I'm not googling on realestate.com looking at places in Sunshine Coast and I'm like, yeah, I think this is where I'll move to. <laughs> Permanently nice and warm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Hmm. Okay, so I want to know because mm. I really want to talk about the birth plan, mm. but I want to know, like, do you have a written birth plan or is <laughs> your, like, you obviously meet with your midwife often, mm. you've got this whole beautiful home birth plan, mm. like, planned. Sorry. Do you even need a written birth plan or are you just, like, so on the level with your midwife? What's the deal? I definitely do not have a written birth plan. <laughs> so, okay. that is, but I didn't even have one with Flynn. I just think that's just me. Like, I'm not, I'm not, um rigid enough to have like a written down birth plan if that makes sense mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I have with both my pregnancies been so fortunate to have had very very close knit relationships with my midwives who are very on board with like what I want so I think that that yes. just puts me at ease in feeling like I don't even need to have mm-hmm. it written down but then part of me 100%. does go imagine if I was transferred to the hospital and do I need something in place then? But then I'm also like, well, if I'm being transferred to the hospital, then obviously something's wrong and therefore, like, I'm, I'm needing medical assistance that my midwife can't provide at home. So in that situation, you know, how much of a birth plan is really going to be viable? That's true. In saying that, if you were sort of rush to the hospital mm. for a cesarean or mm. something, like, you, you could, could still, still have preferences. Have things around that. Yeah. That say, but... Also, you know, you do whatever you feel, you know? <laughs> no, I totally agree. And I kind of hope in that situation, like, that's where Jessie would step in and be like, oh, yeah. you know, th- this is what she wants and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I've just been over the last couple of days, like, every, 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 like, random, every second day, I kind of just say, so, so Jessie, what are your responsibilities when I'm <laughs> in this situation? <laughs> He's got in his head that he's like mm-hmm. that this baby's coming like so quick that no one's gonna like have time to stop it, which is just not gonna be the case. Like I just really don't the, like I pre-labored with I had a very, very, very fast um active like second step, you know, pushing mm-hmm. phase of labor. But my I pre-labored yeah. at home for 14 hours. So it wasn't like this, mm. you know, pregnancy just happened in uh, sorry, this birth happened in a total of like half an hour. Like, you know, I had plenty mm-hmm. of warning it was coming. Anyway, he's got, he's yep. fully convinced that this baby is going to come before we even have a chance to like, you know, take my clothes off. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so he's, he, so he goes, I said, so what happens when we go to labor? He goes, call the ambulance. And I'm like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> shit okay he needs like he needs a birth plan you need to write it down for him no he actually he thought i meant like if i go into labor and she's not here i think he just thought that that's what i meant because apparently if she doesn't get here on time and you know i'm literally there's a head hanging out of my vagina like in that situation we call an ambulance um yes but yeah so that's what he thought i was referring to but it was quite funny that that was his like initial instinct of the things he has to do and then he's like Uh call sam call the placenta lady so it was like ambulance sam and (laughs) sam is my midwife and then the placenta lady (laughs) they were like his top three priorities (laughs) oh my god that's funny how is he is he feeling how's he feeling about a new edition coming he's he's like quite chill about it actually um yeah because it's funny i mean you would understand second time round, you kind of just know what's coming and so we're just really trying to relax during this phase knowing that yeah. like you know stop it's about to get hectic like <laughs> you know it's sort of totally because everyone keeps being like oh not long and then you can sort of like you know 
um, actually someone said to us yesterday, we were at a cafe and they were like, oh, you know, you, you just got to get through this part. Now in my head, I was like, no, like this is the cruisy part. We just have to get through yeah. the next year after the, after the birth. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he's good. He's really good. And he's like so happy with home birth and so happy with our midwife. Yeah. And yeah, he hasn't really questioned the process at all, to be honest, which I actually am quite surprised by because I thought he would be a bit mm-hmm. more anxious about possibly home birthing and yeah no and I think that's because he's been so involved in all of the midwife appointments Mm. you know she's here at our house so he's here because he's working from home so he sees everything Mm. he asks questions he feels like he's going to be involved in it all and he knows his roles and duties and that's amazing I think that's such a blessing I think that's great because I feel like it's the sort of thing where if you don't hear the information firsthand, you might be anxious about it. But because he's there actually hearing it yes. for himself from the midwife and yes. not just like through you, for example, yeah. it's like he can really fit, like understand it more and be more on board. That's such a that's good really point. Great. And I, I think like that's exactly right because I think when he hears it from me, he knows that because I have this really – positive mindset around birth and home birth and natural you know vaginal birth and Mm. er everything like that so he thinks that like you know everything I tell him is going to be spun in a positive way but when he Mm. hears it from someone who's you know there to to do a job and it's her you Mm. know she's medically trained and all that kind of stuff he's like okay so that is actually the case you know it's not me just trying to make it sound better than what it is (laughs) yeah no totally and it's also so nice that is it your home because I don't know what the restrictions are like at the moment but I know when I was pregnant with Elma like most appointments we couldn't both go to Mm. like if there was an appointment at the hospital like Matt couldn't come because of COVID restrictions and so so much information was just passed through me and like it did create like a sense of him just being like I like he wasn't complaining about it or anything but he was just sort of like I don't feel as involved yes. as last time. And understandably so. Sorry. And I'm hearing this so yeah. much with I've just had three mm. friends that have given birth in like the last like one to two months. And mm. they've all said the same thing about their partners. Like, you know, they've just felt completely mm. and they were all three of them was their f- um, first births, which I think is a, a, oh. a really such a shame because they don't even yes, have that yeah. prior knowledge or understanding. And so their partners mm. are com- completely shut out. They were like one of them wasn't even really allowed at the birth because he didn't come in. Oh. He came in before and then left, and they wouldn't even let him come back in. Um, oh no! And so you know it was just awful, and the whole and I think yeah. this is why again like home birth midwives are under the pump at the moment because everyone's seeing mm. like okay, well I don't want to go into lockdown again and not be able to have my partner there, or I don't want to yeah. have to go into hospitals and worry about. Um, catching things and all that kind of stuff or my partner not being allowed so there's just like so many elements and so there there's a real shortage of home birthing midwives down here I think everywhere but Mm. particularly down where I am Mm, totally it's just oh hearing about people giving birth without their partner or without a partner there to support them is like I just I'm worried for the amount of trauma that's going to come out of that you know and I just like I just think yeah. that's a line I, that I wish yeah. hadn't been crossed. Absolutely. And the, the problem is is that they don't know any different because, you know, a lot of them are first-time mm. births and yeah. so they kind of just think this is the norm and I think that that is so – even like one of my girlfriends, you know, they, they were on like a time thing because – 
they were only allowed to be in, you know, they didn't want people in the hospital for longer than they should be because of COVID and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so, you know, it ended up in a really high intervention birth with an episiotomy mm-hmm. and all the, all the things that she oh kind of didn't gosh. want because they were under a timer, you know, these time pressures and she'd been there for too long. And so, yeah, it's just, oh my you know, God. So they were rushing really how tough. long the, yeah. the labour was. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. That is really, really brutal. I want to yes. know what room you're going to give birth in and <laughs> I want to know how long does it take to fill up the bathtub? That's actually a really good question. I'm going to ask my midwives today because they are both coming over in a couple of hours. I'm told okay, it takes great. quite a while. Like you need to allow mm-hmm. like at least 20 minutes to get the birth, uh, to get the pool f- filled. Um, That's all right. That's but better I than I think, thought, actually. I, I think that that's like a – I think she sort of was suggesting that as like have it filled to there and then we just top it up as we go sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So I don't yep. really know. The birth pool has been quite an experience because um, at no point did I actually think like, hang on, how do you get the hot water into the birth pool? So we had to <laughs> yeah. buy like a – so then obviously you need to buy a hose, right? And so then we were like, okay, cool, like yeah. we've got a hose, we'll just use a garden hose. And then then no, you can't use a garden hose because they're full of toxins and so you have to buy a food-grade oh. water hose, which is kind of what you use if you're camping or, you know, you were whatever oh. so that when the water passes through, you don't also get contaminated with toxic chemicals and things like that. Oh, my God. So yeah. then we had to source one of those and like that was a nightmare because I was like, Bunnings surely will have one of those. No, Bunnings did not have one one of those so we ended up at some like camp oh, i think it was at bcf and boat and camp and fishing it's bcf and <laughs> we ended up there <laughs> looking for a good this hose yes. so then we got this hose but then we realized actually that's not going to be long enough to reach one of the, the taps for where we want to set it up and then we had to then we were like oh, hang on a second how do you connect the hose to the taps and you have to buy this special connector yeah. And anyway, that was a real learning experience. So um, <laughs> highly recommend. Okay, I feel like Jesse's first job when you go into labour is like attach Ooh. the hose, turn on the hose. Yes. Well, actually, his first job is starting today. He, ha- I'm going to get him to semi-blow up the pool. So the pool is like partially blown up, ready to go. Because the, the blowing oh. up bit takes a while as well. So the advice oh, I've been given by people of home birth is have it partially blown up with the liner inside because you have like a, a liner obviously because we hire the birth mm-hmm. pool but we put a fresh liner in and mm-hmm. yes i have that all okay. ready to go and then when i start to go into labor he can like finish blowing it up without too many worries and also because you're not fiddling around and not knowing what you're doing and all that kind of stuff at least if he's kind of got it prepped and ready we don't have that then that other added stress of like how do you do this like I don't understand so yeah so that's what that's what it is and so to explain where we, where the birth pool is going to be set up it's going to be set up mm-hmm. we have a little room just outside my out my bedroom our bedroom that I call the yoga space <laughs> the yoga room which is <laughs> Mel, you will know this because this is actually what you suggested. You were like, I could just imagine you birthing here. It's right in front of where that fireplace room is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> One side you look out onto the fireplace and like my my – like it's our like special lounge room <laughs> um not our <laughs> it's the one where Flynn's not allowed to like bring dirty things into and then um <laughs> and then on you and then on the other side you look out and you look onto the garden so it's beautiful. gonna be beautiful the only downside we realized mm. is that one side of that room doesn't actually have blinds and I'm start oh, yeah. I'm now like oh do I need to be 
setting something up so that we can put blinds down because as you probably know Mel like it's when you're birthing primarily often you go into birth um, at night time that's just our natural instincts mm-hmm. to, to birth at night and so sometimes what can happen is if the um, sun is shining through or it starts to be morning again it can actually slow down your birth so I am wondering if that is an issue or if I or I just leave it and it it, you know, it's not an issue. Or I just, you know, can just go into another room if I need the darkness. So I don't know. I've got to work that out today, actually. <laughs> so many little things to have to consider, hey? Yeah. Um, do you think you'll spend a lot of the time in the bath? Like, are you like, oh, I'm in labor, I'm getting in the bath? Or do you think it's more of a later thing for you? I have been advised to not go in it until the very end. Ah, okay. Yeah. And I, and I think because what can happen is you get, to, well, I love water. Like I feel really like water for me is such a calming thing. And when I was pregnant with Flynn, I was like, I'm going to have a water birth. And, uh, you know, this is what I wanted. And I spent so much time in the ocean when I was pregnant. And then actually when I went into labor, I jumped in the bath at home and just to, you know, try to have a few contractions in the bath. And I found it really quite uncomfortable being in that sitting position. Mm -hmm. Like I needed to be standing. Mm -hmm. So I found I was alternating between the shower. So I still had the water element and then getting out and putting the TENS machine on and having a few contractions with the TENS machine on. But obviously you can't do that when you're in the water. And so that's one reason is the positioning. The other reason Mm. is that I'm told it can either slow down your birth or it can really speed it up. So that's why they sort of say to wait until towards the end and then you can jump in. And also, like, obviously the water gets cold and dirty and stuff like that and it's really hard to, like, clean it as you're going. So you kind Mm -hmm. of want to, like, save it till the end. That's what I'm told. But uh, but then how do you know when the end is coming, really? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who but knows? Do you, do you think that you'll sort of – I mean, I'm asking all of this, but I also know that, like, it'll be what it'll be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah, knows yeah. what it'll be? But totally. are you imagining that you're going to sort of do the same kind of thing, like lots of showers and tens machine? Like, is that the plan? I think so. I think I'll be on my feet a lot. I didn't sit down for 15 hours. I, I stomped around the house and I yeah. – made noise and I you know I didn't make noise but I just I didn't sit still or lie on the bed at no point did that feel comfortable for me I didn't sit on the couch I couldn't you know some people sort of say like oh we just put on a movie and we tried to like watch a movie like that there's just no way in hell I was able to do that um so (laughs) I just found like moving walking stomping being on the birth ball that was really, really powerful for me and really helped me get through the contractions. I also just loved my TENS machine. Like I just feel a contraction coming mm. and hit that boost button and like it was like one pain competing with another pain and it was just like I kind of just, not that it's pain, but you know what I mean. It's that, um, did you have a TENS machine? No, and no? I, I didn't know about them. I really wish I did. I really wish I did. I would have loved it. Mm, it's great. It's just a distraction. Yeah. It's a nice little distraction. I think – but, I think um, having anything that yeah. can just kind of like shift that focus is or just not even that, just to have something like for like it got to this is with my Koji labor. Yeah. It got to the point where it was just like I just think it just can't keep going the same as it is. Like I can't. Yes. It, something has to change. And that like I was in the. Oh God, I don't even remember the term now. Is it the transition? Yeah, like transition. where you're going yeah. into? Yeah. I was there. And yeah. that's often the point they say where yeah, that's where you kind of break. Yeah. And it was because I was like, give me the morphine. Like I can't. Something has to change. So give me the morphine. Absolutely. And it was like, eh, you, it's too late for the morphine. You can't have, because I hadn't had any drugs. Yeah. And, 
yeah, just something had to change for me. Yes. So I think if I'd had that tens machine, it would have been like, yes, this is this is something I can do. You, you can know, do for myself to help myself. You're in control of it, which is what I like. So it's sort of mm, like, yeah, you yeah. really have that choice to be like, yep, boost, you know, and then you get this almost mm. like electric current through your body which at the same time as you have a contraction it it almost just takes your mind off it off the surges and those you know the waves that everyone talks about and I just really really embraced it and loved it so some people don't like it but yeah so I really love that but obviously you can't have that when you're in the water as well so you have to sort of choose one or the other and that was what I found really hard is like I try to like time my contractions so that I could you know jump in the shower have a few contractions in there then jump out put the tense machine back on but you have to get dry and then you have to stick the little pads on and they're all like you know losing their stick by the end of it but um so yeah so that's sort of but I think I'll end up standing a lot of it I actually part of me mm. does wonder like will I even get in the pool will I want to because mm. when I gave birth to Flynn I was standing completely upright like completely upright yeah so but it's just good it's in the way that the tens machine is like this this support thing that you have I feel like yeah. the pool's the same it's just an option it's just like something option. you can do yes and I love the yeah. idea of it being there and I've actually had one friend who had a home birth and she said I didn't I didn't give birth in the pool but I jumped in straight after and you know it was this mm. really beautiful moment of just being in the pool and I think she birthed the placenta in the pool or uh, maybe not I don't know but she was just in there and her other child came in mm. as well and they just had this big you know mm. cuddle in the pool and I'm like that even that sounds beautiful to me so it does I don't know I'd love a water birth but we'll see we will wait and see (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is will be beautiful is Flynn gonna be there yeah so this is a really interesting one I at this point yes because I'm kind of like well this is my theory if Mm -hmm. he's okay and he's fine and I'm okay why would I Mm. remove him? You know, like he's actually, it's probably going to be really nice for me to see him there. And I don't know. I I don't know. Everyone I've spoken to who has other children has been like, they didn't, they really weren't phased by the entire experience. You know, it really wasn't a big issue for them at all. I just have this fear like, what if he sees me in pain and that's stressful for him? Mm. And, or the other option being like I can't concentrate because he's there and needing my attention or whatever it is so yeah I think if either of those situations occur my parents are obviously five Mm -hmm. minutes down the road and so they would be on standby to come and get him I guess if if needed yeah but my midwife has sort of just said like majority of the times majority of the births that she's attended where there's been siblings is that the usually the mother gives birth sometime in the wee hours of the morning and the sibling yeah. wakes up and there's a baby and it's all fine and yeah, happy totally. days. so I think it's really, <laughs> I guess if you were extremely noisy and they would wake up in distress mm. or like what's going on or whatever but but you know I think this is this is actually really cute so Flynn I've been watching home birthing videos with Flynn and I tried to yeah. find the ones where they have like a big brother in it or a big sister or whatever mm-hmm. so that he could, you know, I can be like, look, there's the big brother or the big sister. And yeah. and um, we found this. And I, honestly, he has not been phased by it at all. And I think it's because he doesn't, there's no reason for him to think it's taboo or it's weird or That's anything. Because right. yeah. why would he, you know, there's no reason. No. And the only, so, so he obviously, and I've, like the ones I'm watching are a full home burst where you can clearly see everything and 
And they're beautiful, mm-hmm. like they're honestly so beautiful. Um, but there's ones where the mother's really, you know, making really guttural, those deep primal sounds and yeah. um, and the kids are sort of like you can see them but you coming over and they're putting washcloths on the mum's face or they're trying to cuddle her and she's sort of like <laughs> whacking, you know, like just I don't want to be touched right now, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then and honestly he hasn't, it has not faced him at all. The only thing he saw once was there was one baby that came out that was quite bloody. And he said, mm-hmm. oh, what happened to the baby, mummy? And I said, nothing. Like, you know, they sometimes they just come out. That's that's not the baby's blood. That's from inside mummy's tummy and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, okay, so they'll just give it a wash. And I said, yeah, yeah, they just give it a wash. And <laughs> and that's all he was really phased by. And then he found one video where they pull the baby out because they obviously don't know what gender it is and um, or mm. sex, and they pull the baby out and it's a girl. And so he walked around the house for like the next day being like, it's a girl, it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> so part of me feels reassured that he he's not going to be too phased by it if yeah, he is there. I, I mean, I think go for it. Like mm. if it can happen, what an incredible thing yeah, to have happen. Like, I know. It's just it's worth trying, you know. Like it would just be so special. I, I would so be so special. Like it really would. But I'm yeah. also not putting any expectations on myself or him or anyone because I'm kind of like, yeah. if at the time it's not working, I'd actually rather us all be happy and, you know, feel safe and all that kind of thing. And if, if that means he goes to my 100%. parents down the road, like that's totally fine as well. So yeah, um, I feel like that it's is. not like we don't have that option. And, and I think that's very reassuring for me is that there's two options and they're both mm. great. Yeah, they are both great. I'm trying to think if I could do it and just because of who Koji is, I couldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah, Only because, yeah totally. And who I am and who I am mm-hmm. actually. Like mm-hmm. I remember when I was giving birth to Koji, like I wanted everything very quiet and Koji is the opposite of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> And he's still very much everything is me. So yes. I, it wouldn't have worked, but, man, I would it, – would just be so nice yeah um we'll see <laughs> and whatever it is it's just gonna be the story you know that's it's it. going to be that's this it. incredible story and i've got to stop comparing I'm so excited for my it. birth with flynn to this birth and i'm I, that's something i'm, I'm i've mm. only been able to sort of start doing over the last couple of weeks is sort of like be like actually bridget like this is a different person in you like this is a different child mm. it's a different pregnancy it's a different birth and I just have to let go of anything that happened with Flynn and just sort of be like just mm. because I had a really fast amazing birth with him doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to be what happens this time and that's okay you know like we would just face it yeah. when it comes yeah totally I think that it's really helpful to just know that like to think about how it's this journey it's its own story yeah and one day you'll look back on that and it'll be what ugh, I'm not explaining it well but <laughs> I don't know I think I got so caught up in my anxieties with giving birth to Elma mm. and I look back and I'm like oh man like it was this incredible journey that I just wasn't aware of at the time yeah. I couldn't see it at the time and it was so like special and incredible and I was so amazing for doing Absolutely. all of that and, I couldn't see it at the time and I wish I could, but it sounds like you just sound like you're in such a great place and I'm so happy for you because I know that, you know, the first part of your pregnancy was really tough. So Mm. it's so nice to hear that you've come out of that and that you're, yeah, feeling really happy and 
Great. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mel. I also think it's from talking to other people who have sort of, you know, like yourself, who have sort of said, like, you know, you, whatever happens, happens, and that's amazing. And you, that's, and I, that's mm. what I was like with my first birth, you know, but because I didn't have any yeah. preconceived ideas of what birth was or yeah. how it happened. But it's really hard yeah. when you, it's almost like hard in the fact that I had such an amazing, empowering, incredible birth with Flynn that I've, I'm holding it up mm. on this pedestal and I've had yeah. to sort of let that go and I am letting that go. And and, no, and that doesn't mean I'm not yeah. going to have that with this one. Like I absolutely could still have, yeah. you know, and inc- well, I, I yeah. really am hoping and I'm putting all the vibes out there and I'm manifesting everything. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also letting go that, you know, even like the other day it was quite weird. Like I packed a hospital bag just in case and, that was mm-hmm. quite – I'd been putting it off for quite a while because I was like, I don't need to do that. I'm having a home birth. But then the other part of me was like, no, Bridget, like this is a sensible, smart thing to do to ha- be prepared so that if you do end up there, again, it's not this stressful, horrible experience. Like I've forgotten everything. I don't have anything. Like, you know, where's this? Where's that? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the one extra thing we bag. don't have to worry about. Grab the bag. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I really relate to that. Like I think that's – this is why I'm so happy for you because you just have really come out the side of so many of these anxieties and it's something that I didn't do. I didn't come out the other side of it. Not I did a bit but not mm. as much as you and I'm just so happy for you that you've done that because, yeah, I, I got so caught up in the fact that I'd had this amazing birth with Koji, mm. which was also a really difficult birth. Yes. But it, but it was so empowering and it was the most incredible thing I had ever done and I speak so highly of that experience Mm. and then I just I wanted it again and I was bummed that I had to have a cesarean Mm. and I just wish I'd gotten over that because I certainly look back on it now I'm like oh like it was so special it was was so so special and I wish I could have seen it and so I'm just yeah I'm just really happy for you because I can see that you're just in such a great place so thank you Mel Uh, I cannot (laughs) wait for the birth of this baby I can't wait to hear what names you land on I know I know it's (laughs) actually I have one other question about names what's a name that you love Mm. that Jesse hated and like vetoed for you oh, and vice versa. Oh, okay. Let me pull up my little name list because I've actually got on there like all the ones that we vetoed each other's. Um, <laughs> so, okay. He was obsessed with Lincoln, like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And I was okay. like, all right. Not for me. Sorry. Um, that won't no, be happening. Yep. I get it. And the <laughs> other one that I, that had two that I loved, which he vetoed, was Bowie. I really liked Bowie. Um, oh, Bowie's so, so nice. cute. I know. Wait, and for a boy or a girl? For either. I like, but I probably more, yeah. yeah, probably more a boy, but I liked it for both, to be honest. I really like it for a girl, too. Yeah, yeah. it's so cute for a girl. It's so cute for, like literally well actually we both had Bo we had B-O and that was one of um mm-hmm. the names we had and then one of my girlfriends called her beautiful girl Bo and so I oh. sort of thought well I'm not gonna do that that would be weird mm-hmm. and so then I was like Bowie and then anyway so that got vetoed and then the other one um what was another one I had um Kelly I C-A-L-I I really like I like that as well mm, like like that's nice yeah but I mean there's quite a lot on here that we at some point loved and then yeah like I also beyond. loved Sunny like yeah. I had like heaps but he yeah. you know that for, you know that for him wasn't we both uh, we and we both had to love it because he kept saying to me like oh that's I kind of chose Flynn 
like as in he kind of chose Flynn but I was like no no we definitely both loved Flynn like that was because yeah. he was named after the surf beach near where we got married on Phillip Island and blah 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 and so that was mm-hmm. definitely a mutual thing and so I just said we both have to be on board with a name so it's not worth like you know one of us choosing a name because the other one sort of chose the 100%. other one yeah so anyway <laughs> I don't know how you could do that anyway like <laughs> I, know. I, I personally couldn't let that go I, I know be like, you decide I don't mind like, I, I just couldn't would, I, yeah I know I know and and Jesse <laughs> probably like he liked also loved Duke which I like as well oh, but yeah. I just I couldn't imagine myself with a Duke I would just thought it was almost mm-hmm. too strong for me like I I, I think I like softer yeah, okay. names um, yeah. So yeah, we had. A lot. I gotta say, dude, Bowie, that's Cute, an amazing right? name. I reckon there's gonna be a listener who steals that from you. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sure I there is. Really like. Well, that. to be fair, <laughs> there was someone recently, like she's quite a big influencer on social media. She had a Bowie, mm-hmm. uh, probably about. It, oh, I don't even know how long ago now. Maybe a year or so ago, and that's where I heard the name. So I think that there's probably been a lot of people. Mm-hmm since she had a Bowie that have had Bowies as well. Yeah. yeah. But it's very That's cute name. It's very, very cute. <laughs> and Flynn, Flynn has a name. Flynn's cho- Flynn, no, sorry, Flynn cho- has chosen a name and he's been saying this name since the day he found out he was going to be a big brother. Like it's quite weird. Yeah. It's Robbie. And this is actually oh. really weird. Okay. So for, for, we don't know anyone called Robbie, right? Like I've ne- I don't know where he mm-hmm. plucked this name out from. It is <laughs> really bizarre. And every time we suggest a name, he goes, oh, no, I only like Robbie. I like Robbie. I like Robbie. I like Robbie. And it's really weird, like bizarrely weird. And then the other day, someone <laughs> said to me, because he says it to my dad, he says it to everyone he meets, like, you know, what do you want the baby to be called? Robbie, whether it's a boy or a girl, doesn't care. Oh. And he said to my dad the other day, that he you know was my dad was with someone and dad said oh tell them what you want to call the baby because he they think it's hilarious that he's come up with this name called Robbie and so Flynn goes oh Robbie and it's one of dad's like really good mates and then dad goes oh uh, sorry his mate goes oh I wonder if he means I wonder if that's from your from your dad as in like my pop my papa and dad's like oh "Oh my gosh because my papa was called (laughs) Robert Bob Robbie and we were like oh and he passed away about a year oh. nearly two years ago so and we were like oh my gosh and Flynn met him and whatever and and so and we're like oh my gosh imagine Aww. if that was like a sublime like that's something that's coming down into him and he's you know I don't know it's quite weird so that's anyway he said on the same Robbie I don't <laughs> I know I don't think it'll be a Robbie sorry Flynn but I, it was pretty interesting I like the name Robbie for a girl <laughs> Yes, Robbie's really cute. I mean, it's cute. It's such a cute yeah. name. It's just that it's sort of thrown us mm-hmm. a little bit with people like, oh, my gosh, like now it makes sense. Like now it could be a really, you know, me meaningful yeah. name. But Meaningful. Um, well, maybe yeah. it can be a middle name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's there's, We are we are working on something. I will. I will uh, uh. <laughs> we'll see. It, won't, I, it probably won't be Robbie, but there will be something in there that, yeah, maybe. If it's a boy, I don't know. We'll see. There's so many variables at this point. Oh, that's right. You've got to have that name ma- matrix happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's something else I was going to say, but I've totally forgotten. Oh, mm, anyway. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've loved hearing about it and <laughs> I'm just so excited. I can't wait. What I'm looking for is for you to like disappear from Instagram. Yeah, I know. I think that's what like, everyone And that, that'll be the sign. The other day I was like, maybe I should just go offline for like a few days and see what happens. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that's what happened with, totally. with Fleet. Everyone's like, we know you're in labor right now because you are not on Instagram. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is funny. Actually, I've just got a message from my, I, I mentioned at the start, like I had of a placental lady, which I didn't explain what that actually was. And she's just texted me now. So for those who have no idea what I'm talking about, I am getting my placenta encapsulated. Which is, oh, you know, again, not awesome. something that's that commonly um, done, I guess, but it is becoming more and more common. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and anyway, she's just texting me all the, like, details because with, with Flynn's pregnancy, birth, sorry, mm-hmm. I encapsulated them, my placenta, but I also did a chunk in a smoothie, like just a raw chunk, mm-hmm. but I still feel sick thinking about it. Um, oh, anyway, she was like, though. do you want to do the smoothie <laughs> option again? And I was like, I can't. Like, I just like, it was so off-putting for me. It was like, <laughs> but apparently yeah. it's great. And then yeah. my midwife said to me, actually, sometimes what happens if you're bleeding a lot, um, we will put a chunk of your placenta under your tongue. And apparently it helps with um, stopping the bleeding. Wow. And I was like, that's well, amazing. I hope I don't bleed a lot because I don't really want it under my tongue, <laughs> but I will do it if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Sisterhood Tea. Hi guys, it's Bridget Warren, the founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood Tea. Sisterhood Tea is a powerful blend of herbs that has been specifically created by me to help other women like me who may be experiencing the many frustrating symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances, which affect so many women. Every ingredient in Sisterhood is 100% natural and has a purpose. And most importantly, the ratio of each herb has been carefully weighed out to ensure the perfect amount is added into each bag to make it an easy and accessible way for you to manage your symptoms every day. And don't worry, I promise it tastes nice too. Sisterhood tea is a powerful holistic alternative and is suitable for all women but has been specifically designed to help support women who may be experiencing symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances, women who've been on the contraceptive pill or are coming off the contraceptive pill, problematic skin conditions such as acne and dermatitis, fertility issues, weight management, hair loss and hirsutism, moodiness, bloating and menstrual cramps, and of course, regulating the menstrual cycle. Sisterhood tea is 100% natural, organically grown where possible, vegan, and hand-blended and packaged in Australia. The results and hundreds of testimonials for Sisterhood tea are honestly just incredible. And some of the most inspiring stories include clearing up stubborn acne, growing back hair loss, regulating their period, and even successful pregnancies after years of trying everything else. We call them our little sisterhood babies. So if you want to find out more about sisterhood tea or read some more of the amazing testimonials, head over to PCOSToWellness.com where I ship worldwide. So how many capsules do you get? It just depends on the size of your placenta. So with Mm. Flynn's, I actually had a relatively small placenta, but I think I still got like 150 tablets like capsules from it wow um, yeah so you, you get quite a lot and mm-hmm. you just take them postpartum and it can be great mm-hmm. for it like obviously nothing is scientifically backed or anything but i will say we're the only mammals that don't eat our own placenta um and there's a lot of things really that are linked, yeah well, there's a lot of things that are linked to it in that um can really help with 
postpartum blues, um, bleeding, milk supply, like mood, um, helping your uterus contract back up. Like there's, and I, I honestly had no, like no post uh, baby blues or anything with Flynn. And I, I stopped bleeding after mm-hmm. about a week and a half. Like I had a really great postpartum recovery and who knows if it had anything to do mm-hmm. with those capsules. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like I'm doing it all again because whatever I did, it, it did something, you know, something was working that I totally. did. So yeah, we'll be doing it do again. Do you know, I don't know if you know this, but like do I guess like anthropologically, historically have humans eaten their own placenta? Yeah, and in a lot of like, cultures is that um, they that's do. normally done? Yeah, well, I mean, and, absolutely yeah. primally it's thought that we did and certainly still in a lot of cultures it's it's very normal. It's just more so in Western culture mm. it's not seen as the normal, you know, quotation marks normal thing to I do. Feel like, so honestly, I I feel like that says everything that you need to know. Yeah. Really. <laughs> right. You know, like if it's done <laughs> historically, if it's done currently yeah. in cultures across the world, like there's probably something to it, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things that a lot of people are scared of because, you know, of cleanliness issues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so then people it you know, and so what happens is it's really hard to find people who will do it because of mm. insurance and all that kind of stuff. But you you can get mm. so qualified, trained people to do it and they actually come to your house if you have a home birth or to your hospital and they pick it up and you just have to mm-hmm. store it in the ref- fridge. So it has to be refrigerated mm-hmm. straight after you birth the placenta. Or I think you've got four hours to pop it in the fridge. You just keep it in a bowl or whatever. And then they actually come and pick it up and they'll take it to where they do the encapsulation, which is obviously in like a food grade facility, um, whether it's at their home or somewhere else that where they can do it for you. And they will, there's two methods. You can steam it or there's like another traditional, um, raw way of doing it as well, where I think they just dehydrate it. So it just depends on who you can find and what, it, obviously they have to be local to you as well. So it's quite hard to find because they have to be able to yeah. come to you, drive it, pick it up, go do it. And then they bring it back to you. It's not cheap, but yeah. for me, mm. this is, you know, where I spend my money on all this kind of stuff. So obviously, you yeah. know, acupuncture I've been doing and all this other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like just one of the extra things I'm just putting on my yeah, birth totally. bill. <laughs> it, it seems like you've been doing some great stuff with like, I forget what, it wasn't Cairo, I don't think. It was something else maybe. Uh, osteo? Maybe? For aligning. Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, I, I like, mean, I've been doing, doing all some the alignment. Things. Yeah, so uh, Cairo, Cairo was more to do with like my pelvic alignment. Um, when I started mm-hmm. doing it, it was uh, my pelvis was really tilted, and we think a lot of that has to do with um, actually from carrying Flynn on the one side all the time. So oh, yeah. they really worked on that, and like I was so out of alignment that I actually felt like one of my legs was shorter than the other. Like that's how tilted my mm. pelvis was. And then over time we've been wow. able to basically get that back to almost completely balanced. And obviously stuff like that makes a huge difference when you're birthing because if your pelvis is tilted, that's going to be an issue for the baby to get down and, and get out. Yeah. So um, so yeah. that's what I've been doing a lot with Cairo. I also started doing um, osteo throughout as well, which I hadn't done before and I didn't do with Flynn's pregnancy, but because I wasn't able to do massage because of all the lockdowns and things, I was like, well, what's, Mm -hmm. what, what else can I do? And so I looked into osteo and that was still available. So I started doing Mm -hmm. osteo and I really liked osteo. Mm -hmm. And again, that's sort of like a mix of Cairo, massage, stretching, 
like myotherapy. Like it's quite interesting. It's like a mix of everything, which I liked. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. It was yeah, really it cool. Really yeah. And then I've, I've just, because everything's reopened up, started going back to do pregnancy massage and also myotherapy, which I like because they're just longer appointments, whereas the Cairo and the osteo are sort of like, they're like 10, 20 minute appointments. So I just feel like, you know, I like the oh. massage as well because you get that like, more like hour long appointment kind of thing. Yeah, totally. What is yeah. myo? I mean, I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. So, I mean, I guess the closest thing to it would be a remedial massage type thing, but they also work on mm-hmm. all your nervous system and they work on the whole body. Oh. Um, and so they're, they're working on blood flow and all that kind of stuff. Plus they they can, you know, feel different things to what they would feel in massage and I mean, really just depends on where you go. Like I've had some myotherapists that are a lot more into energy stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. working on every aspect of your body to get, you know, let's say your shoulders sore, like, but they'll work on every, you work on your feet, they'll work on everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas this myo that I'm going to now is pro- predominantly more, they'll work on, uh, maybe it's just because I'm pregnant, but, you know, really working on my hips and my um, hamstrings and anywhere where there's tightness through my back and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. It's quite, it's, it's hard to explain, but I think the closest thing would be massage. Yeah. Right. Mm. I just love that there's all these different things that you can do to kind of, I mean, it's just sort of classic us really, like you know, <laughs> know. we've got Let's PCOS and we like explore all the options. You're yeah. pregnant, you explore all the options. Absolutely. You're giving birth, you explore the options. Absolutely. And that's like with the um <laughs> with the acupuncture as well. Like I did acupuncture with Flynn's pregnancy as well. And I remember because you basically do birth preparation. Well, you do pregnancy acupuncture and then as you get closer. So at the moment now I'm doing weekly birth preparation ones. And then when I'm ready, I can say Mm -hmm. to them, like, I'm ready for an induction session. And Mm -hmm. with Flynn's pregnancy, when I came to that point when I was like 38 weeks and I was like, oh, cool, like I'm ready to do an induction one now. And she's Mm -hmm. like, great, let's do one. And she's like, and I'll book you in for another five days time and we'll come back and do it, you know, another induction one if, if you're wanting to or, you know, wanting to then. And I literally had him mm-hmm. the next day after the first one. So I didn't, I, she rocked up wow. to my house and I had like a three day old baby and she's like, Oh, okay. I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to do that again this time? Yeah. So t- I've got another um, acupuncture appointment today and I think I will just stick with a birth prep one and then maybe next okay. week because I'm doing weekly at the moment I might mm-hmm. consider doing an induction one but I'm actually quite happy mm. I'm, I'm not in any rush for this baby to get out so um and, and in saying mm. that it's not induction as in like <laughs> it actually like it, the baby's only going to come if it's ready to come at the same time but they just do different yes. points um obviously it's not like mm-hmm. the you know inducing the baby or anything like that <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just it's still yeah it's still very mild and it's still very much um, about working with the baby and when the baby's ready and obviously will only do so much. But it's also like I think a nice mindset thing to do and also it's just really nice mm-hmm. to sit there for 20 minutes and chill out and, you know, have some mm-hmm. alone time. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, so true. Uh, well, okay, so your appointment's next Monday, so I'm thinking you're going to have a baby next Tuesday. <laughs> um, but whenever the baby gets here, I just can't wait no. and I'm so looking forward Thanks, to it Mel. and I'm so happy for you and thank you so much for sharing everything with us oh, and updating us. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I feel like we didn't ask you a single question. Um, so just quickly, oh, how are okay. you before we, before we 
we leave? Uh, um, hmm. <laughs> um, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm mostly good. Mostly good. Mostly great. Do you actually. want to fill us in quickly <laughs> on what's not good? I feel like we've run out of time, uh, don't you reckon? Maybe just give us a little update. Just a quick little one. update. Um, well, uh, as I've said on Instagram a little bit lately, I'm on a thyroid journey mm-hmm. and I but I am currently still waiting for some test results, which should come through today. Okay. They haven't come through yet. Okay. Just trying to figure out. Like, yes, my TSH is high, which means that my thyroid is having a hard time, Mm. but why? So these tests are going to give us the last piece of information that's going to help us fully determine why. Mm. And it could be Hashimoto's, so an autoimmune Mm. scenario, or it could be reverse T3, which I don't think we have time to go into. No, probably not. I think next next year we should do like a a thyroid deep dive because by then I will be all over it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We'll do like an actual episode on your journey because it's been quite a long journey, Mm. I feel like, to be honest with you. Um, It's been longer than I thought it would be. Like classic. It's just so it's quite reflective of a PCOS journey is. in terms of there being lots of different causes, lots of different treatments, and also just the length of time to get the testing and the mm. resistance from doctors and things like that. Mm. So it has been a bit harder than I thought. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, how am I? Like mentally I'm really great. Are I you? feel really happy okay. in my life right now. That's yeah, good. I'm feeling really good. Um. I just, as it probably, it's probably very reflective of the last episode you guys would have heard mm. where I still just feel though physically I am in a real like backlash of the mental state yeah. I was in at the start of the year. And I think what's happened is that my nervous system has become really dysregulated. And um, so mm. even though I'm mentally like really quite sound, the effect that all that anxiety had, I think, really threw everything out and I think it's affecting my whole body. I think it's, yeah, mm. so I'm all right, but yeah, my hair is falling out. I have really bad dandruff. I've, mm. Yeah, I've got mm. lots of pain in my body and, yeah, so. Aww. But I'm excited because I no, feel like I'm, I'm working it out. No, no, it's it's honestly okay. Like, yeah, I'm I glad. I, I think it's, you're doing everything. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and very, very quickly, I will say I am on like a gut healing protocol right now, and it's all part of the thyroid <gasps> oh, stuff. And again, we will we'll do an episode well, next year and we'll talk wait. all about it. But yeah, deep I'm like, dive, deep dive into <laughs> I'm that on one. Restrictions right now. It's very not me, but it's purely short term short-ish term, yes. to heal my yes. gut and therefore heal my nervous system. So I'm off the gluten. I'm off, I'm, I am off. was off the dairy anyway. I'm off the yeah. soy. I'm pretty sugarless. <laughs> How long has that been on for? Not long. Like, okay, so we don't have any? Two weeks. Oh, oh okay. Have you seen any pro- improvement? No, too, I feel the too same. Too um, yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like even I could – be having a bit of a withdrawal from gluten i haven't had any physically physical symptoms of that but i've been a little bit more like i've been quite emotional which even though like mentally yeah i really do feel fine but then i've had these like really full-on like emotional moments that have thrown me back to like this is what i was like six months ago but i don't think it's that i think it might be the withdrawal from gluten which i didn't even know was a thing except i actually have taken both the kids off gluten as well Mm. and 
Koji had such an extreme reaction. I was so worried about him. And then I thought, oh, maybe it's a gluten. And I Googled it. And yes, gluten, going off gluten can have like drug withdrawal symptoms. And it was really intense. And again, I think today's maybe not the day to go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he seems to have come out the other side of that now. But um. That's yeah, wild. So. That's actually wild. Well, thank you for sharing. And I, I really can't wait to, um, to deep dive on that because obviously it's been a huge part of your life and you are talking about it loads mm. on Instagram anyway. So I'm sure people who are following you there can, can follow along, but yeah, it's, it's a tough one and I'm really feeling for you. And especially even just the like past trauma of your house, you know, losing your house in the bushfires and stuff. I think that's obviously affecting you a lot at the moment too, which is what I'm seeing. But That's true. Yeah. You're very right. Like (laughs) it's so funny. Like I I feel like I have so – my life is very full and I have so much going on. So, yes, I do feel very sound mentally. But like you say, I have also been having some like difficult moments about the bushfire Mm. lately. But I think um, because I'm on such a healing journey with my mental health and because I'm so self-reflective and I'm getting all the, like, help, uh, like, yes, I'm having a hard time with the bushfire, but, like, I'm all over it, you know? Like, I'm working on that. So I don't feel like I'm – I don't feel, like, lost in it. It's not – I do feel mentally okay because I'm fully, like – supporting myself with professional help and because I'm also so self-reflective that I'm very I've got a lot of self-awareness about where I'm at and what's going on and so I feel quite in control I suppose even though it is a little bit tricky oh that's amazing yeah no it really does and I think that that's so true is it like it's not this repressed thing that you're you know you're not dealing with like you're 100% dealing with it and going through all the emotions that are so valid and so understandable Mm. for something that you've gone through. So I totally get it and I'm really proud of you. It's amazing to see you do. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cry. Oh, God. Um, Amazing. Well, look, we better go. I do have to. My midwife is going to be here in about five minutes and I need to clean the house. This is the kind of say this is the one downside of having a uh, home birth is that you do feel like your home has to be clean all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, we are pretty clean, but I'm like at the moment, obviously, I'm nesting Mm -hmm. as well. So I've got this like Mm -hmm. the home has to be clean all the time. There's nothing allowed to be out of order. Uh, I'm jealous. I wish my home was like that. <laughs> Mine's like an explosion zone. I feel like anyway, so good to talk to you. Yes, oh my god, I miss too. talking to you at length. So can't wait for the news. Yeah, I'll be looking thanks, out for girl. it. Well, we'll, we'll be back. Soon we love enough. you so much. Oh. We're so proud of you. I'm sure. Oh, I'm speaking on behalf of all of our listeners, and I think I can. Like you're just you're an absolute inspiration. Oh my gosh, stop it! Just, just all of it. No. So oh, I appreciate it. Well, we'll be back anyway soon. We will do a yep. Your journey with everything, thyroid, gut, everything, and then I'm sure we'll do some sort of birth, birth, uh, post-birth one as well when the baby is here. But thanks, guys, and, yeah, (laughs) we'll speak to you soon. Who knows when we'll be back, but we'll be back soon (laughs) enough. (laughs) Bye. Bye.